here. It's us, your feet. We want to tell you something you already know. It's time to buy yourself some new shoes. Have you heard of the Knickknackery Co? It's the hottest new place to buy women's shoes online, and they have some unique soles for your soul. The Knickknackery Co's signature soles are handcrafted in small custom batches by professional artisans. A careful eye to detail delivers styles that are both timeless and on trend, and they're constructed to last. The best part? They're as comfortable for us as they are stylish for you. For sophisticated women who love quality and uniqueness, you can't beat the Knickknackery Co. Visit us online at www.shopknickknacks.com. Follow us on all social media. There are no shoes we'd rather kick it with because they are very sophisticated for the soul. Welcome, 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 everyone, back to the Afrotheopia experience. I am your host, Elizabeth, and today we have a special guest, Mr. Exodus 876. And our topic today is on currency valuation and pegging and all of the good stuff that third world, what we consider third world nations and how they use Western currency to valuate themselves in terms of oil, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll allow him to introduce himself and tell us a little bit about himself before we get started. Exodus, over to you. Yes, ma'am. My name is Exodus 876. Um, right now, I am currently still stuck in the U.S., but that time is vastly approaching. I'm about to get ready to make my move. And my channel is basically based on talking about some of the things that we are dealing with uh, going overseas, I try to give you guys an aspect from my own personal uh, opinions and things that I've actually been through. Uh, but yeah, that's basically it. I just try to help people as much as I can to get us where we need to be, where we deserve, where we belong to be. Awesome. Thank you for that brief synopsis. So first, I want to ask you, are you familiar with how the issue of oil became adopted where it was basically evaluated and how they would measure it in terms of selling it and as well as how we would use the standard of currency for international trade in regards to oil. Are you familiar with that? In a way, a little bit familiar with it. I know that they manipulated it to get it to where it is. Your oil is not better than my oil. So, you know, I, I, I have an issue with that when they say that somebody's oil is worth more than ours. For instance, Saudi Arabia, no disrespect, but their oil is worth more than, let's say, something in Africa. Oil is oil. You know, it should be a dollar for dollar, but, you know, that's a whole different subject. So we'll have to get into that part later. Of, of course, of course. Well, the the basic history um, behind it came about in the late 1800s, as you know. Um, the American and the English merchants we're trying to come up and agree on a standard measure in order for them to trade, okay? Mm -hmm. And so from that particular meeting is how all of this came about when they said, okay, well, we still use liters. How are we going to use gallons as it is in the U.S.? So what they did was then they took um, the weighted amount in terms of how much oil would weigh per barrel. And that was primarily because of um, our producers 
um, it, it says that there was something about them being desperate to store and move oil for, in all kinds of containers. So they figured, okay, well, we have all these readily available empty barrels. Let's use that. And when they did all that in late 1800s, the U.S. petroleum producers adopted the 42-gallon barrel as a standard measure. Thus is what we have today. So a lot of um, economic factors fell into that. And as we moved into, um, I'll say, industrialization, um, other countries kind of got on board. But there were a lot of economic factors in that, as well as, you know, with, with Europe because of their currency being in euro. And then so you had this new organization that ended up forming called, as you know, OPEC. Yep. And so OPEC also controlled, you know, um, basic, let's say, regulations of the amount that um, certain countries could produce and the price and all of that. And so, you know, you had Iraq, as you mentioned, Saudi Arabia. There are, there are a lot more industrious or a lot more countries that have a huge um, oil reserve and so, yes, they do at times feel the brunt because of how the dollar is against the barrels. They don't use it in the local currency. Right. Do you do you have any idea as to, to why you think they don't use local currency to grade the price per barrel for the other countries? Well, it's simple. Of, let's say yeah, it's, it's very simple. Uh, if you look at some of the members, uh, now I don't remember them all by heart, but some of the members in uh, OPEC, uh, Indonesia, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Venezuela, I think is in there. They'd be a uh, Iraq, we talked about, United Emirates, you know about them, and Kuwait and, you know, some other places. But if you look at it for what it is, they don't want to use that country's dollar because they want to devalue that dollar. They can purchase a lot more oil with the U.S. dollar. So if we force everyone to use our dollar and say your dollar's not worth, as I said earlier, your oil and my oil are both oil, right? They're the same. Even if we put them in a 42-gallon, it's the same exact thing. But if I can put a price tag and use my dollar to buy your oil and make my dollar number one, then your oil, I'm basically getting it at a discount. This is how they survive and become rich, and this is how others become poor. True. Now, at the same time, when you when you think about – so we could actually use um, Nigeria. Right. Do you remember that – I think it was in the early 80s they were saying that – was it in the 90s when they talked about their oil being bad oil and you're like what at one time <laughs> nigerian oil was like the creme de la creme so when did we get to moving from being the number one and the best crude oil producer to it's not worth anything oh that's simple we don't want that country to become a powerhouse saudi arabia became a powerhouse right that's what they're known for the oil i mean yeah we got stuff now that they're doing there, the islands and all those stuff, but they were known for oil. That's it. So countries that are strong in oil are usually going to be powerhouse countries. Same reason why Russia is a powerhouse, but it's not as powerful as it should be because they want to cut the legs off from countries that are powerful like that with oil. So Nigeria, yeah, they were preyed upon. But Nigeria has a lot of internal issues in regards to that too because it's only a couple of people that hold the power of the actual oil and where it goes in the world. And they are the ones that are getting rich. They don't spread that wealth around. So there's a lot going on in Nigeria when it comes to that too. But uh, yeah, basically they 
they don't want Nigeria to be able to produce uh, large amounts of oil. They'll say that, hey, their oil is not as good, something wrong with it, you know. And that goes across the world. When people hear that, well, we don't want oil from Nigeria. Well, that drops the price of Nigerian oil, you know. So it's, it's, it's a lot of underhanded stuff going on to keep certain countries from not being able to enjoy the benefits other ones can. Listen, now, now, <laughs> yes, I, now I totally agree with that. But, you know, um, what's interesting is you are hear some people make an argument to say, well, the reason why they have picked and selected um, Exodus 876, one currency to be the um, measurement in terms of the price of something right. is because it would be too difficult to change all of, excuse me, the different country's currency model to fit let's say oil because it, let's say if we were just if we were in Zimbabwe and we were trading with the Zimbabwean dollar versus being in Kenya or Tanzania trading in their shilling that it would be more difficult to do that so of course they say okay well we decide that um, in order to keep some control and order here we will select one currency but if you think about it Choosing, even if whatever Western currency they have selected to use, it, it, in, in, it basically makes the other country's currency, it makes the value of it shrink. Right. Right. So it's not really beneficial for them per se, even though I get what they're saying in terms of, okay, you can't have all these different currencies trying to trade, trade the same item. It's, at some point, it's going to lose some form of value. I, I, I get that to a degree, but I also realize that the bigger picture. What say you? I say that one number one, what you said is completely correct. They want the currency to shrink. I mean, this this none of this stuff, the devaluation, all the things that they do, this stuff is not an accident. This is deliberate. All right. Nigeria, giant oil producer, we know that. All right. Oil states, they make all kinds of money on oil production down there. But at the same time, do you really want a strong Nigeria in the world? No, they don't. So we're not going to let that money, we're not going to make that money equal. We're going to keep it the value. That way we can buy the not so good Nigerian oil for nothing. You know, and that doesn't help the economy of Nigeria either. True. Now, <laughs> now that, is, that is true. Do you remember, was it 2011 when there was an issue down in um, South Africa with the price of their oil actually... Um, being touted they were basically losing money and so a lot of ramifications in that because they wanted south africa of course to be successful and you know why you know why <laughs> it, it, even though the biggest oil producer on the continent is nigeria right but they were allowed to of course receive assistance and help and 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 all this restructuring to basically help them out while leading their sisters on the continent behind. What, what do you say about that? Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know, no, 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 because, you know, I know you, I know you, you, you punch them in the ribs. So uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. So basically, Nigeria, powerhouse. All right. When it comes to oil, if it was dollar for dollar, it's a powerhouse. South Africa, they do have a lot of oil reserves and everything, and they technically a powerhouse, but we had the issue in 2011. I do remember parts of that. All right. The reason why they did all of that is because they consider South Africa like their abode in Africa. 
you know, if you understand what I'm saying, like that's their home. That's that's their place, even though it belongs to all of Africa, whatever. They consider that theirs. So they're not going to help Nigeria because the whole point of this is to keep countries like Nigeria weak. Hey, psst, down here, it's us, your feet. We want to tell you something you already know. It's time to buy yourself some new shoes. Have you heard of the Knickknackery Co? It's the hottest new place to buy women's shoes online, and they have some unique soles for your soul. The Knickknackery Co's signature soles are handcrafted in small custom batches by professional artisans. A careful eye to detail delivers styles that are both timeless and on trend. And they're constructed to last. The best part? They're as comfortable for us as they are stylish for you. For sophisticated women who love quality and uniqueness, you can't beat the Knickknackery Co. Visit us online at www.shopknickknacks.com. Follow us on all social media. There are no shoes we'd rather kick it with because they are very sophisticated for the soul. We don't want to make them strong. We can make South Africa strong because that's our home. See what I mean? There's no difference than what they do in Europe or something. They're going to work on their own people. They're not going to do anything to help your people or other people. They don't want no one rising but themselves. It's past dominance. Like they, they want to be dominant all the way around, no matter what. Correct. And, and I, 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 I think corrected. I, I said all you, but I meant their actual rand. It was their currency. Yeah, the currency. Was going through a bunch of, uh, there was a lot of period of turmoil during that time. So let's move on over to the actual currents, the currencies on um, the uh, continent of Africa itself. Mm -hmm. Do you know right now what is the strongest currency on the continent? Are you familiar with the current most? Mm, man, the I don't remember the name, but uh, one of them is, ain't it, uh, it's worth more than the U.S. dollar. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, though. The Libyan dinar? Yes, yes, yep. Yes, yes. So, I, I, again, I am sure you are familiar with when uh, Gaddafi was alive and what mm -hmm. he was trying to do in making one currency on the continent which would have given leverage if all of the other nations had adopted that one currency and how they did trade. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Yes, and as you know, he was wiped out by someone with which whom we would not name. Yes, ma'am. You know, Saddam, okay. you know, Saddam okay. did the same thing, but go ahead. Well, yes, yes. And I, and I, I think his dominant, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how when you think of the collective, and it's something that you said when you mentioned Saddam, that area that he was trying to do that with is very small. So if they were willing to take that out just for that small portion and those small countries in that, what do you think that they would have to do for 54 countries uniting with themselves with one currency. Uh, so the obvious would have to occur. The, the thing that they're doing right now, they're slowly trickling in uh, back. The focus has been shifted. First it was China. Now they're putting the focus back on actual Africa. And they're actually coming down there. You've seen it. They're buying stuff. At least that's what I've been. I haven't been to Africa in a little bit, but that's what I've been told that they're buying up swaths of land. They're, they're doing all kinds of stuff. Like they're, they're trying to get a foothold. So when Africa begins to rise, because it is rising, we're seeing things, the free trade, all the stuff, very scary out there what they're doing. 
and it's very powerful what they're doing. So they're trying to get in there and keep all of that from happening. So, uh, but as far as uh, the Libya thing, it's and like it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. But you never think the limits these people will go in order to stay in control of vast swaths of land like Africa. I mean, Africa is the most resource rich nation in the world. There's nobody got more resources than all of Africa. United Africa would be the most scariest thing the planet's ever seen. It's a positive thing for all of us, but people can't see that. They just see it that that's that's something scary. So I, I'm not going to say it can't happen because there's some things that we can do as a country. We can really make that happen. Like as Africans, everybody, we can make it happen. But boy, you're talking about like world war type stuff, you know, where they, I would rather kill the world than see Africa rise type of stuff. So I don't know. That's a very scary it concept, you know. It, it, it is a very scary, but it is a progressive way of thinking. Right. You know, one of my biggest, one of the biggest tenets that I have lived my life by over the last 20 plus years is that continental Africans and those from the diaspora, we have to unite. And we have to, to unite without all being worried about tribes and all of this stuff, because those in the diaspora especially the ones who were born and bred in and under these regimes. Mm -hmm. We understand the tactics that these particular governments will use against other nations in order to keep themselves powerful. And so a lot of continental Africans, they don't understand that. So at times they are welcoming of things that you and I would say, hey, 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 mm -hmm. if you're going to do that, you put these parameters in X, Y, and Z. And then if they breach this level, then you do this. You know, I, I, I think that um, how our way of thinking could actually assist them in, in, in certain regards. And of course, theirs and ours, because as you mentioned, being the most rich uh, continent in the world, it it could garner, garner them a lot. Yeah. However, as you also know, he who controls the most powerful military force on the earth will control everything yes, from propaganda to, I mean, crime. Um, they will promulgate their own culture over others. It, 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 it's just the way it, that it is. Completely, completely agree. So, right. So I, so I say, as you said, Think, so when you think like that, even when you talk about these currencies and pegging of currency, it, it it seems like, okay, well, we shouldn't, we shouldn't because it devalues the others. But again, as you say, the, 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 the other side of it is that, okay, well, you pick one currency to gauge things for easy trade. Now, do you know that Canada does not peg its currency with the U.S. dollar? They're one of the, they're one of the few that does not do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. And, you know, I don't know if they do that because it gives them monetary independence, which is likely. Which, what, what do you it think? It gives them power. It gives them power. I can, I can tell you right now, if you want to, if we, as Black people, as Africans, because, you know, I have to consider when I'm in Africa, nobody ever calls me a Black person. But anyway, we, uh, we as people, we got to make a decision on what we want to do with our future. Back to what you were saying first earlier, 
I do feel like the mm-hmm. black diaspora is probably the most important aspect that Africa is missing. If we come back like we're supposed to, you saw what there's an issue with Jamaica right now. People go overseas, they become doctors, become lawyers, they get all this wealth and they never come home with it. Okay, you go overseas, you bring that wealth back home. If we come back to Africa with the mindsets that we have, the things that we know, not everybody, but most of us, yes, it will change the game. So when you look at the dollar and how they're using it, all right, if we decided to, okay, we're going to go down to one denomination, even theirs, even if we just start using the U.S. dollar throughout all of Africa, it would change the game because you cannot longer say that my money is not worth this. It's your money. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't put a price tag on me no more. You can't say that, okay, your barrel is not worth it. No, 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 no. It's worth the same amount of money as yours. That's one way to take power from it. And of course, we can use cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. If we decided to get on, I do not remember the country. I think it was Senegal that I used a lot of credit cards to buy stuff there. Uh, but yeah, you use a lot of cryptocurrency and you can get away from using that dollar. And if you get away from using a dollar, you take power from it. Or you can take power by using it. If you're using only the dollar in the country, it will increase how much things cost in your country, but they got to respect their own money. They can't say your money ain't worth nothing because it's the same as theirs. Well, a part of that too, now it's interesting that you said that about that because using the foreign currency will drive up prices. Um, that is a commodity type driven um, ideology and how right. that works and, and it will. And then people say, well, um, well, Americans should pay pay the uh, higher prices because they're making more money <laughs> than everybody. Well, in, in theory, in theory, it sounds like a good thing, but just like I was sharing um, with a friend yesterday who is in Ghana, I was saying to him, you have uh, a secretary who may make $55,000 a year and she's paying more federal taxes than a man making $2.5 million a year. He was saying, basically saying to me, he couldn't understand how is that possible? <laughs> I said, it's a system it was, it's a system that was designed yes, that way. You know, so if they design and curtail the systems to meet whatever egregious uh, things they want to do, then that's, that's pretty much the way it is. So that's why I like, I like that you mentioned um, using foreign currency. It will drive the price up. You know, I want the continent of Africans to be patriots. I don't care where they come from. I want them to be patriots of their of that's their right. own. Because as you know, for us um, as Americans, from the time we go to school, we're taught patriotism. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even though when we're five and six and seven years old, we don't know what this stuff means, but it is ingrained in us to be a right. patriot. Die for your country. Yeah. Y- yes, yes. You know, um, and so... For them, it's it's most of them. It's not that way. But if they truly become patriots and 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 love their country the way that the Westerners put put it into their children all the way up, all the you know, even when you think about sporting events, all of this stuff that is built into our system. And so a lot of us think that way until we come into the knowledge of ourselves. If yes, you ma'am. Will. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Totally. But, you know, what's interesting to Exodus 876 is that when the dollar, when the dollar is on the decline, like it is mm-hmm. right now, it affects everything across the continent. Mm-hmm. It affects their pricing structure, because just as you say it, using that currency makes their prices mm-hmm. increase. I'm sure the time that you've been on the continent, you may have been there 
when the dollar did a rise and a fall and you saw people in stores going in there changing yeah. prices yeah. because the store owners were to, to to make their cutoff for what they paid for the stuff as well as make right. a profit. Did you, did you observe yes, that Yes, I have seen that. I did see that before. They were in there literally like as you were buying stuff, they were changing it. Like they had them little, this little thing where they, they it's like a little sticky where they, I don't know what it is, some like little gun. They was hitting it and changing it right there. Like the price was different than what I had in my hand. Price you know, but I mean, they we do that in America too. But it, it was different. Like you could tell, it was like we got to do this right now, like kind of thing. I was like, wow, you know, I had never seen that like that. You know, we do things leisurely, but yeah, man, I, I've seen that before. Hey, psst, down here, it's us, your feet. We want to tell you something you already know. It's time to buy yourself some new shoes. Have you heard of the Knickknackery Co? It's the hottest new place to buy women's shoes online, and they have some unique soles for your soul. The Knickknackery Co's signature soles are handcrafted in small custom batches by professional artisans. A careful eye to detail delivers styles that are both timeless and on trend. And they're constructed to last. The best part? They're as comfortable for us as they are stylish for you. For sophisticated women who love quality and uniqueness, you can't beat the Knickknackery Co. Visit us online at www.shopknickknacks.com. Follow us on all social media. There are no shoes we'd rather kick it with because they are very sophisticated for the soul. Totally. And, you know, I am actually building in Ghana. And before, uh, when I first got to Ghana in the middle of December, the price of cement per bag was 37 CDs. Then as it got to, what was it, January the, I want to say the 10th or something, it had jumped up to $45 per bag. Just in that, I mean, that's a short window for a price. But you, you know, when you're building in Ghana, you got to, you really got to watch the market when you build stuff. And a lot of times, well, at least what I've seen, because I didn't build nothing down there. I just seen some stuff and you got to buy a lot of stuff real fast. Like if you see it cheap, you buy it now. You don't, yes. you don't wait because it will, it will do that. So, mm -hmm, no. mm -hmm. okay. Well, well something yeah, to think so about. Something um, before we, I wanted to give you a, um, a last save round just in talking about the devaluation of currency on the continent against the dollar or against the euro, against any Western currency. I'll give you, you give you a say and then I'll come back with my uh, synopsis. All right. Well, <clears throat> I think as, uh, as people, we're going to have to really sit down and I mean all of Africa, like everybody's got to be on board with this. We can't have, even with the free trade that we did, you know, some countries didn't get on, some countries kind of waited to the last minute, not going to say no names, but, uh, you know, this is something that everybody's going to have to get on with on how to go forward with this money. Like what you said earlier about being a patriot, I highly agree with that. We do need to be proud of what we have in our own money, but I also feel we are in a war. And we are in the end times and there's a race for Africa, the very nation we live in, we, you know, we are. So we have to understand that, that there's a war going on. And we can't keep our eyes closed or feel like, oh, it's not that big a deal. No, there's a war going on for Africa. Like they're coming after Africa again. This is history repeating itself. So Africans have got to stand together and got to say that we got to get on board with everything, not just, you know, making things or standing together with the money, too. 
You know, we got to figure out how can we make our money as worth as much as theirs, but it's not going to hurt our people, you know, make it harder for our people to live. If we can figure that out, I think Africa will uh, rise. But just remember, nobody's fixing to just watch that happen. Like People are going to try to influence it. They're going to try to do things. They're going to try to buy certain presidents, certain people uh, to keep it from structuring and coming together. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what Africa plans are. It's a lot on the table, but they're going to have to be willing to walk away from people, too. You know, even other countries within Africa in order to get their point across to make it happen. Wow. That was very progressive. So I'll say this. Um, dollar hedge money, which is also a form of neocolonialism, <clears throat> as of right now, I do not see it going anywhere in the developing world. But just as you say it, because energy, infrastructure, trade, and finance are all valued against the U.S. dollar. And so small countries, they pretty much have little voice, even though some of them may be in the U.N. They don't have a big voice. But again, uh, as my brother here said, there is unity mm -hmm. in numbers. And sometimes when you try to unite, if you find that everyone is not on board, well, those people uh, have to be moved on by the wayside. There is no revolution known to mankind that happened with no casualties. Right. It is what it is. Now, that may sound, sound very uh, too progressive for some of the, the listeners, the but truth. that's just the natural truth of things. It is the truth. And so as we move forward, and I may not see it in my lifetime. I may not. We may be on the cusp of it with young folks, considering they have the youngest population globally. We may see it as, you know, uh, both of us as we near our golden years and on back to with our ancestors. However, these countries that seek um, an economic lot against the dollar, they're going to have to do it in mass yep. numbers. So I want to thank my guest, Exodus876, for joining us today on Ethiopia Experience. Please join us next week as we will have a new guest, and we will be talking about valuation and pegging as well. So thank you for joining us on the Afrothiopia Experience. Elizabeth Biddy. <music>
Kibunan Africa's my home forever Afri Ethiopia Mama Kibunan Africa's my 